Father, we worship you. Spirit of God, we invite you afresh. May your impartation be available and your encounter and effect in our lives even now and in every of the gatherings that we come this year on Wednesdays for in the name of Jesus. Lord, we honor you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we welcome you. We welcome your presence. We welcome your power. We welcome your glory. We welcome your communion. We welcome your impartation. We welcome your message. We welcome you desire us to speak. And we desire us to hear. And to be imparted of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, let every other thing that is a burden. And it's not in alliance with your word. It's not in alliance with your will. It's not in your dictionary for us that has come as a burden here today. We ask that they be lifted up in the name of Jesus Christ. In their place, let there be a doing. Let there be a procurement of grace and mercy. Let there be an answer already gotten from you. Let there be peace, direction. Let there be empowering in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. As you answer us, and walk your will in our lives. Father, we pray that as we receive your word, as we hear your word, we will accept it not just as a human word, but Lord, as it actually is, the word of God, which will be at work in us, and will continually work in us, and will produce results in us effectually, results of Christ-likeness in the name of Jesus, results of holiness in the name of Jesus, results of boldness to be your witnesses in the name of Jesus, results of living fully according to your dictate and spirit in the name of Jesus, results of good success that are anchored on your word in the name of Jesus, results of healing, Results, O oh God, of receiving the things that pertain to life and godliness. May they be the effectual working out of your word in our lives today and this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Spirit of God. Speak that as we receive your word, it will become life. Spirit, quicken us and become active principle, producing your glory in us in Jesus' name we pray. And let everyone say Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome you to the Maiden Wednesday Fellowship this year. And we want to thank God for keeping faith with us. We remember that He told us every of the prayers we make in this sanctuary, He answers. And this is the confidence we have in Him. That he is a Lord who follows after his word to perform it. So as we've already prayed, as you come Wednesday after Wednesday, expect and experience a life-changing encounter with the Lord in the name of Jesus. No Wednesday will be like any other that have been before it or will be after it. The word of God will go out in ways that you have not experienced and imparted before. And it will produce results in you and I. And grant us grace to enter into the Holy of Holies. To beseech the Lord and seek His face and commune with Him as we inquire. And be imparted in Jesus' name. 
we continue just for a short while today on our theme for the year. But we'll give it an angle. Living by every word of God, the power in the world. Why must we live by every word? Why do we need to? What's the reason? Why must you discard the ways we've been living previously? Why must you discard counsels that you've been used to before? Why must you discard the fashion, the way others had behaved all along before, and anchor and put all your eggs in one basket this time around, only as it is by the word of God, to live, to practice, to do, and to experience the result. What's the power there? Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. That popular verse said we have read, Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Eternal truth. The significance of living by the word. The power. Jesus, when he was faced with situation that required a challenge, that required victory, that required overcoming, he didn't go to his experience. He didn't quote any other happening around him. He didn't quote news. He didn't say what others have said. Jesus merely said, it is what? Written. He went to the world. The power in the world. And why we will live by the world. Once, twice, three times. Each of those times, Jesus anchored on the world. And once he got the world, that was all he needed to have a victory. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. It is written, you shall worship him, and him alone you will worship. He went to Deuteronomy. He went to Psalm 91. He called the word of God. And with that, he was able to make victory. He was able to make a headway. He was able to withstand the onslaught of the devil. And to defeat the standards in operation. So, what does Jesus mean here? It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Put it in another context. It is written, Man shall live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. In other words, for comprehensive living, every area of your life, bread alone is not what? Enough. It's sufficient only for the day. It feeds only the body. The other version in NIV says, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word. In other words, bread alone can fill you. Bread alone will still leave you hungry. Getting all the things that can feed you physically and that can satiate your appetite may suffice for a while. They do not take you beyond a certain period. And they do not have all the requirements you need to live comprehensively beyond just being a human being, but living as a spiritual representative of God there. Yeah. So, man shall live by the word of God. Man shall live on every word of God. Look at it that way. 
You can depend on every word of God. You can go to every word of God. On every word of God, you can live comprehensively. Spiritually, physically, emotionally, materially. Small matters, big matters. Health issues, practical daily needs. On every word of God that comes, you can hang your hope. You can hang your existence and you will live by it in the name of Jesus Christ. Luke twelve fifteen says, A man's life does not consist in the abundance of things he possesses. In other words, your life is more than just possessions, more than just physical things. You need more than that to live and live to live beyond the day, to live beyond the week, to live comprehensively, to live consistently, to live spirit, soul, and body. And that's why Romans chapter 12 verse 2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, for many of us, and for quite some time, we are content to just get by. Live our Christian life, just get by. What you see okay, okay, doing, do it. What you see okay, doing, do it. Even if they, once they are not just outright sin, just go ahead. He says it's not enough. The world is not a pattern for you. Don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is the power that renews our mind? The word of God. That makes you conform to who you should be originally. You were born first as a human being. Flesh. Canal. Flesh and blood. Then you reason as the world. You reason as your fleshly nature gave you birth. But you were born a second time of the Spirit. And he who is born of the Spirit already has a measure of the Spirit indwelling. And he says when you now live, you don't just live at the level of being a human being. You are required every day with the challenges that come your way, with the oppositions, to live at the level of the Spirit beyond just flesh. Beyond just getting by what everybody does. No. You have a higher level. You have a higher guarantee. Live at the level that the Spirit of God in you operates. And it says that level is at the level where your mind is renewed. Mindsets. Ways of doing things. Ways of thought. And ways of seeking counsel. Change. Not just with the way the world does them. You are no more conscribed by them. You live at the level that the Spirit of God can take care of your heart and your body and your activities. And he says when that happens, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. In other words, you can live your life the way God designed it for you. By the time you have broken out of being conformed to the pattern of the world. And hung on to the world. And being transformed in your mind and also in your action. The word of God brings you nearer to who God wants you to be. And we are told in Ephesians 5.26 that he sanctifies us and cleanses us by the washing of the water by the word. So that we can more nearly be like him every day. And the Bible says, the more this happens, and there's a transformation, 
We have the mind of Christ. You can reason at the same level with Jesus. You can reason and actually take decisions just the way he would. Guided by the world. That's the operative power that transforms our actions. And you are who you think. You are what you think. You are what emanates from your thoughts. And that's where the Spirit of God also wants the world to so fully richly dwell that what happens? You can prove God's will. What God wants you to do every hour, every day, in every situation. You no longer need to depend on the world. Conform to them. Dance to their tune. Lose your identity. You can prove God's way and live your full potential. Good, pleasing, and acceptable. And everybody here live at the level of God's will and potential for our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. He says it's the word of God that is the instrument that will change you from the way the world will think to the way heaven wants you to go. And then you conform and be transformed to what the word of God wants of you to do. Why are we talking about living by every word of God? You can hang on it. Because, as we said before, every word of God here is the breath of the Spirit of God. We are told in Genesis 1 that the earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of God did what? Brooded. Incubated. Hovered around. And the moment God gave the word, let there be a light, the Spirit of God activated. So, Second Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is inspired. All scripture is God-breathed. I'm breathing now. You are breathing now. And we need the breath of life for sustenance. Is that not so? Every breath we take keeps us going. All scripture is by God's breath. In other words, for sustaining life at the level that God wants of you and I, He breathes out the scripture. And it's profitable for reproof, for rebuke, for instruction, and for correction. For living in the way of righteousness. That the man of God, that anyone who desires to live, not at the level of a human being, but at the level of being what God has made him to be. The man of God, the woman of God, the servant of God, the person who wants to live and prove God's will, may be completely equipped for every good work. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God breathed the word. And that's why the power is there. We read also in John 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh. Verse 14. And He dwelt amongst us. We're talking about Jesus. And then the scripture tells us from Jesus Himself. In John 6, 63, the words I speak to you are full of spirit and life. So while Jesus is a living word, Revelation told us that while he was coming in Revelation 19, he had an appellation written across the word of God. And then he had an emblem, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
Still in the living world, he personifies the word of God made manifest. Hebrews said that God, who had spoken at different times and at different points, now wanted to catch man's attention once and for all. Wanted to bring to humanity how we can live. Then Jesus appeared in the express image of God. Lived, taught, walked, and exercised all you and I can go through. Was subject to the same temptations, same sin, same passion. And he lived in a manner that he had no sin. And so what does he do? He left us now in his word a way that as we imbibe and receive the word, we can live exactly like he did. Praise the Lord. So the word is not only the breath of God, the very mind of God, the power of God. The word is also Jesus personified. Jesus come again, not in physical form, but you can encounter him as you express an attitude of meeting him in the world. And he says the words you hear me speak are full of spirits and they are what? Life. In other words, that's where there is life. Anything that contradicts my word is not what? Life. Anything that contradicts what you find in my word will not help you. Anything that contradicts what is in my word is a lie. It may be relatively true, but it's a lie. I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. I know there are diseases that we say by reason of fact that they are incurable. Is that not so? But they are contradicting the word of God. And he says, I am the Lord that he led thee. And he says that your word, Master, just speak your word. And my servant will be healed. So I now know that even though it's incurable, it's a relative truth. It's not the absolute truth. So what do I do? I take the words of Christ and I live by it. I hang by it and I commune by it and stay there. Kenneth Hagin said he was told because of his heart problem, possibly a hole in the heart then, and maybe they hadn't developed the techniques and technology for open heart surgery, that he would not live beyond his 16th birthday. He won't. And so the family was already preparing, waiting as the clock was ticking by, as it were, just as the days kept nearing the 16th birthday. Everybody was in fear, gripped as it were. And as he inched towards the 15th birthday, and past 15th birthday, and got the word, and found Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, and found where he says that, if only you will believe, you can speak to this mountain and say, Mountain, be thou removed, and they cast you under. And if you do not doubt, you shall have whatever you ask for. He said he stole on that word in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. He was already bed confined. They came to bed him in the bed. Sometimes they wheeled him out in the bed, or they wheeled him out on a chair. An invalid. He couldn't stand up. Even speaking was a problem. Sometimes lifting his hand was a problem. But he dwelt on that word. Dwelt on that word. This mountain must go. That's the scripture that came as a revelation to him. And he remained on it. He remained on it. On his 16th birthday. By the time he had gotten God. Walk in miracle. He had already gotten his healing. Prior to that day. He just asked them to bring his clothing to him. And they were waiting for when they would also go and usher him. He walked into the room on his legs. And he lived for, I think, 80-something years. 
if not into the 90s. Everything that you know, every tradition, every system, every experience that you know, and it does not tally with the word of God, drop that one and hold a word. That's what he's saying. Because it is full of life and what? Spirit. Why is it still powerful that we must live by it? That's even much more. Look at Isaiah 55, 10, 11. The word of God is God's representative here on earth. God's representative. Call him ambassador. Call him diplomat. Call him any other name you can understand by. Anyone who is the United States representative to Nigeria has the authority to speak for his country and to represent his president at the highest order here in Nigeria. Look at Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. Please read it if you find it for us. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and stay upon the ground to water the earth and cause the grain to grow and to produce seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry, so also is my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It shall accomplish all I want it to. And prosper everywhere I send it. Hallelujah. So also is my word. What is it so also like? As the rain comes from where? Heaven. And falls unto where? The earth. And it has a function. What does it do? It produces fruits. Gives bread to the eater. And produces fruits to the sower. It has a tangible reason. That is the same way my word is. I send it out. God's messenger is the word of God. God will no longer be physically available to be seen by all of us at every point in time. And so, part of the way of bridging the gap is to send his word. Send his word in that situation. Send his word at that need. Send his word to you when troubled. Send his word to you in the morning. That's why Isaiah said, morning by morning, he wakes me up and does what? And tells me how I might answer. And I am not rebellious. And I'm careful to expect it. And I'm careful to listen and to go by it. So the word of God is God's messenger. It's like God himself coming on an assignment into your life. And it has equality. It never returns mission impossible. It returns accomplishing the reason I send it and prospering in that for which I have done what? Sent it for. So every word of God that we are able to encounter that reaches us has a purpose to fulfill. To achieve it and to produce the result. May our lives be open enough for that result to be achieved and mission accomplished rendered to heaven in Jesus name. The word of God Hebrews 4.12 says is quick and powerful. Is alive and active. Is alive and active. Is living. That's why it's the Spirit of God. Is alive and active. And it is able to open up beyond the joints and the marrow. No human has ever done that. Not even the scattered blades. He's able to go between the soul and the spirit. No medicine does that. No scientist has discovered that much. 
But because the word of God is spirit, it can pervade through all. It's alive. I'm praying God that he will grant us revelation to understand. All the things you do as a living human being, the word of God has the power because it's breasted by the breath of God and it's Jesus coming to do a function. Except that you don't see him. Just like you don't see air which you are breathing. It's alive. It's active. It's powerful. It can produce results. And it's able to know the thoughts, the intentions, the plans of every heart and can descend them and can make them so, these are the attributes, the integrity of the world that makes us to desire to live by it. If you have a companion that God has given you for life, for 2016, and say, go with this companion. Go with it. That's all you need for this year. Go with it. Consult it every moment. Don't go to the right. Don't go to the left. Don't live on your own. Just remain here. On every issue, don't make it last resort. Just come first. What does what of God say about this? Then I pray about it. Then I remain on it. And when I don't understand circumstances, I come here again. And when my life is growing tons, and when my life is not seemingly Christ-like, I find out also how the mirror here is able to point at my life and tell me what my face looks like. And so I'm able to make a change. That's all that God has done for us. How do we unlock this power in the world? We will keep saying it until the Spirit of God gives us a knowing. Paul had a prayer to make. He said, my prayer for you is that God may do what? Grant you the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation in the knowledge of Him. Not just with your natural eye. Not just with your natural mind. There's a limit to what you can do there. And with the natural eye and with the natural mind. You cannot encounter the spirits here. No man has ever seen the spirit of God in a microscope. Or have you? No man has ever seen the spirit of God in the lab. Have you? But he is. Just like air. Which you are breathing now. So, if you go at the level of every other human being, where you are at the level of your first birth, then the world will just become mere letters. The world will just sometimes even become condemnation because you've known what you cannot do as it were. The world will just become as if it is a drug raid, a task, a boredom. And sometimes you finish, you can't make it or tell out of it. And you close it and say this word of God, sir. It's too hard. But, as you go in with the spirit that Paul prayed about, this same place that contains spirits, this same place that is necessary for all life and godliness, this same world will open up in the name of Jesus Christ. And so when the psalmist is saying, in Psalm 119.18, Open down my eyes, O Lord. To behold the word, wondrous things out of their law. He was already telling us a secret that had been known long ago by men who sought God. So how do you unlock the power in the word of God? That makes you live by it and depend on it and count on it. And meet the word as a personality. Prepare your heart. Enter the word. Whether it's now your quiet time. Or whether it is when you are doing your study, like we start on Sunday. Or whether it is for any other reason. Each time you are encountering the world, you are going to the world, expect a visitation. 
Expect an encounter. Have an expectation. Have a spirit of expectancy. You are coming to church, you expect something. The medical students said, the provost said, they will see them tomorrow. They are already in a state of what? Expectancy. They have a mindset. The governor says he wants to see you. Your heart is racing. And here is the personality that created the world. Was there in the beginning. Has a compass for every issue in life. If you come to that point, each moment, you are encountering the world. The world can be unlocked. So that the letters will not just be mere letters. The real personality of the spirit behind the world can do what? Can come out. I remember when I was actively a student. Psalm 119 verse 99. You have made me wiser than my teachers. I kept my Bible around. Every spare opportunity. I will go read. I will go to that passage. I will read there. Second MB. Third MB. I kept reading there. I kept reading it. I kept reading it. What was I doing? I was asking God to unlock the mystery. How I can be wiser than the teachers who are teaching me. And as you keep doing that and keep doing that, like the other steps we take, the spirit who is behind that world, with the power, we suddenly encounter you in Jesus' name. We take over, take over you, take over the situation, and the deed is done. So, go in with an attitude of expectancy, number one. Number two, how do we unlock the power in the world? Search. Search. Search the world. Every issue, search the world. I can't see well, search the world. What does it say on not seeing well? Was there any person who could not see well and he eventually began to see? I have this habit that has continually been by me besetting saying, search the scripture. Was there any person who has such habit? Was there anything that the world said about it? I feel timid. I can't preach. I can't defend my faith before people. Search the scripture. What does he say about Peter, who before he made, could not identify Jesus and stand by him? And what happened to him eventually, when he got 3,000 souls of men saved in a day? Do I have need, sickness? Search the scripture. What does he say about being sick and remaining sick or getting healed? I have need of money. My school fees haven't been paid. What does the scripture say about being in need and being in lack? Oh, I'm looking for a life partnership. What is the scripture saying about how one can get a life partner? So, search the scripture. Search the scripture. Don't just take it for granted that this is the world. The world says it. That's patterned to the world. That's being conformed to the world. You say, no, don't be patterned by them. Expand in your spirit and search the scripture. Look at Acts 17.11, the way it was put in NIV. The Bible says here that this group of Christians in this fellowship, in this church, were singled out. Acts 17.11. Singled out for a reason. What was the reason they were singled out? These men who were in Berea were more noble, were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. What made them honorable? For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day and to see if what Paul was saying was true. 
And as they encounter the scripture every day, look at verse 18. As a result, verse 12, sorry. As a result, many of them believed. And not only did they believe, also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. They searched the scriptures. Searched. Searched on every issue of life. What soup will I cook now? Somebody will say, where is that in the Bible? Search the scripture. To discover how you can cook something. Sometimes, you may have said, okay, cook five cups of rice. And then just a little while after, I say, no, make it eight. I'm talking about the way the scriptures can come alive to you. Just the way the Spirit of God tells you, make it eight. And somebody says, why are we making it eight? It's only three of us in the house. He says, just make it eight. And as soon as the pot of rice is coming down, bum, 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 you have visitors. And if it was only three cups of rice, you would have been in deficit. But because you had direct for the occasion, you were covered. Praise the Lord. It's the same thing. Search the scriptures. Have the mindset of the scripture on the minutest thing. On the mundane thing. On the secular. Search the scripture. And as you search, study. Of course, as they kept searching and studying, they were convinced. Praise the Lord. They were convicted. Their lives changed. They believed. The impact was also on those who were around them. You can't come to the world again and again and remain the same. You will change after Christ in the name of Jesus. Your situations will also change. The power there that had glued you by the Spirit, as you get the meaning of the Scripture, will also change in the name of Jesus Christ. So too, search the Scripture. And we're searching, study, to show yourself approved. Not just because you want to be a workman who is rightly approved, dividing the word of truth, but because you need to be equipped with the word of Christ that dwells richly in you. So that when you open your mouth, when you act, when you think, the amount, the content of the word is what comes out in expression. I said again, you are who you think. What you have stored in is what you say. It's your action, eventually. So if the word of God has richly filled you, you will behave what the word of God says. Praise the Lord. As a man thinks in his heart, so you see. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. The action will manifest. So he says, when the word dwells richly in your heart, in all wisdom, as you speak, as you act, it will declare that there is a different spirit at work. May that be you and I encountering it in the name of Jesus. Number four, meditate. Meditate. Chew the word. Regurgitate it. Take that passage you have found concerning God's answer for your school fees. Concerning God's answer for your lack of understanding. Concerning God's answer for that exam you dread. Concerning God's answer for joblessness. Concerning God's answer for family discord. Take that passage and remain chewing it over and over. And turning it over and over. And let it be a walk between your mind. At a point in time it will settle into your spirit. And once it settles in your spirit... The answer is coming in Jesus' name. The victory is right in the name of Jesus. The word is on. So meditate there. Daring day and night. No moment spared. Let it be with you. Proverbs 4, we say, my son, let your eyes be on them. Incline them in your heart. Hide the word in your heart. 
Guard it jealously because out of it flow what? All the issues of life. Fill this heart with the word. Meditate that there's no room for any other thing. So the psalmist says, Your word have I hid where? In my heart. And what has happened to sin? It's not there. Because the word has occupied everywhere. The spirit of God is now working with it. So you don't have an issue there. So study, search, meditate on the word. And why did God even put it there? He says that is what you need for life success. That you may have what? Good success. And that you may make your way prosperous. I told the women on Monday, I didn't complete that, but I said, people have Godfather, Godmother. People have connections. People have who they depend on for positions in life where they will get to applications they hope to make. That early enough in life, I learned as I got born again to depend on this, the Word of God as the Godfather, the Godmother, the Spirit. For every situation and every position, just go there and remain there. And when people are talking the opposite, oh, if it was when this person was in office, oh, if it was this man from our town, oh, if it was when this regime was there, you don't need to bother, you don't argue with them, you remain here at the fullness of time, the Lord will shunt you on in the name of Jesus. You have good success, you make your way prosperous, because you have gone to where the authority for getting employment is. You've gone to where the authority for getting advancement is. It's in the world. It just remain there. And let it so fool you. And the moment it has come really, it conquers the environment. Don't it to be real to what you're saying. Finally, act on the words. Act on the word. Believe on it. Act on it. Obey it. Luke 5.5. 5. Peter says, Master, we have toiled all night. We are wearied with our experience. With the way we have lived these many years, our life hasn't amounted to much. We still have many problems. We still have borders on us. We still have limitations. Master, with our experience, we've done all we can, and we still remain like mere humans. There's no more advancement. He was full of regaling the past. But thank God that he didn't remain at the past. He said, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Act on the word. Whatever you read from the word, begin to act on it. Begin to talk on it. Begin to pray on it. Thank you God because I've got a job. You may pray that prayer for one month. You may pray that prayer for two months. You may pray that prayer for three months. It will surely come to manifest in the name of Jesus. Act on the word. Believe on it. And if you have had a problem with habit, attitudinal changes, and the world is sitting on it, Keep praying on it as you come to that passage, except that you don't want to confront yourself as at the level of the spirit that God wants you. You want to still enjoy it and then wish it away. But if you act on it, the spirit of God will begin to wish away and wash away that area of life. Act on the word. Believe on it. And see it come to pass in the name of Jesus. This centurion told the master in Luke 7, 7. He said, Master, I'm a man under authority. I don't need to groan around when I need things to be done. Just the same way the word of God is under authority. He said, all I need to do is give a command. Sergeant! He said, Sean. Sanatis! Everybody obeys. Much right? All I do is do what? Give commands. And my words are obeyed. Master, you're a man of authority. Just speak the word. 
and my servant will be what? Healed. What did Jesus say? I have not found such a faith in what? Israel. And he was so with his servant. So friend, as you encounter the world, act on the world. Believe the world. Live the world. And see God change the situations that have been irritations to you around this year. In the name of Jesus. Give you a consistent Christian life that gives you joy. You don't struggle as a Christian. It just exudes out. You hold forth the word of life in the midst of a crooked and perverse world. People, you live out the world. And the power that the world has there by the Spirit will embolden you. And as you act on the world and believe it, whatsoever in your life that has been an obstacle contrary to the world will become subject to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Can God give you a hunger? Not just to take this word lying low this year. Go to the world again and again. Act on it and encounter the spirit of the world. And may our testimonies be different in Jesus' name. Shall we bow our heads to prayer? I don't know what your experience has been with the word of God. With the heard as literature. Like basically just to fulfill all righteousness. Just to do your quiet time as a ritual. But this time. Ask the Lord, I want to encounter the personality of the Spirit with the power in the world. I want to see the sufficiency of the Scriptures meeting all my needs. I want to also experience the effectual working of the Word of God in changing my life to be more Christ-like. And I want to experience the boldness that the world gives as I live, living out for you. I want to experience with God the fullness of your victory and the identity. That's my desire. Is that the prayer you are making to God this evening? My word life, my study of the word, my obedience to the word has been zero. I've been literally nothing. Lord, I want a hunger. I want to encounter you. Open my eyes. I have a desire. One thing I desire. That I may get into your word and inquire and receive guidance and direction. Father, please, change your lives. Change our orientation. Change our attitudes. Change our hearts. Change our lives. Change our mindset. And make us, Lord, as the first resort. Live by your word in the name of Jesus. Live on your word in the name of Jesus. Receive guidance from your word. Even right now, O oh God, by reason of the power in your word that is quick, active and alive, already begin to change situations in our lives that have burdened us in the name of Jesus. By reason of discerning the thoughts and intentions of every heart, wipe away areas of burden and already say in us the answers, the direction, your need, your peace concerning the burdens that have come here with us in the name of Jesus. We receive them done in the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you as you send forth your word. And bring healing. Healing in our spiritual man. Healing in our physical man. Healing in our understanding. And all to your glory. And make us transformed to your image. And experience your grace every day of our lives. In Jesus name we pray.